0: Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the wrestling podcast, Getting Over. All the wrestling boys are in and uh, it's uh, still socially distanced but that doesn't stop us from getting uh, down to the nitty gritty. We've got a new pay-per-view coming this weekend and uh, I'm sure you want to know who won the uh, overall pay-per-view title from the last two pay-per-views. Uh, and I'm sure you want to know what we're predicting for this upcoming pay-per-view. It's jam-packed to say the least. So, uh, so yeah, there is video. We're still using the uh, the magic of uh, video for a socially distanced podcast. So, uh, if you haven't checked us out on YouTube, please do. While you're there, do subscribe. Helps the channel and uh, helps the podcast, and it helps us. Uh, and you're you're helpful. So, uh, so yeah, there's that. So, here we go. This is Cookie Cast getting over.
1: All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome along. It is time for Getting Over on Cookie Cast. Uh, we're here with the usual su- suspects. We've got uh, Mr. Williams, Mr. Moore, Hello. and uh, of course Mr. Cook. How's everyone doing? Good, good. Yeah, good. Yeah. So it's it's been a little while hasn't it, since we've had uh, a, a wrestling pod to do. We've uh, obviously we've we've guested on a couple in between, but it's, it's been a while since we've uh, we've actually got to talk about some wrestling and uh, more importantly, some of those predictions that we made. So. Yes. Let's so, uh, start where start there, shall we? So, uh, cast your mind back. It was uh, it was backlash last time we were here um, to talk about all the wondrous goings on, and obviously the uh, greatest wrestling match ever of all time in the entire universe. Um, but you, for the regulars, you might remember with the predictions title for us guys, we didn't actually have a clear winner from the time before in your house. So we said we'd roll the scores over. Uh, Myself and Paul were drawing at the time for the lead And obviously it gave Andy and uh, Matt a chance to catch up a little bit So can anybody remember what they predicted from that far back Or does anybody have any idea how they've done? No Well Mr Cook was uh, very very kindly looking after that thing for Mr Moore at the time Because I seem to recall Matt was uh, champion last time around
0: which um, which from my perspective means that it should go like this, but I'm guessing it's backwards so it should go this. it <laughs> can never work it out. It, this is Matt's.
1: Well, we say so we so we, we've rolled the scores over, I've combined them, but um after backlash both Andy and Matt added a further four points to their score giving them six and seven, respectively. Paul added another four points to his score, so give him eight points total. But, to put you out of your misery, uh, I, uh, I managed to pull out a five, so we put my total on nine. So for the first time in a very long time, not the, not the first time ever, can't rattle that one off, but I will, uh, I will, I will gladly accept that championship title from you. So, uh, if you would like to drop it down for me, that would be incredible. I will reach up there. And uh should just be... Oh, look, it seems to have grown in size somewhat. And I <laughs> uh, thought i will uh, drag, drag that one out oh, to... Oh, very good. So
2: very, will, uh, very good. I will, I will take that Put one. It so, yeah. Is that... that, that- that one you put on your shoulder seems to say something about Intercontinental Continental Championship, but I don't think that's what we were fighting for, Steve. Mm-hmm. So no, you need to you need to get your specs sorted, mate. It's
1: uh, it's definitely the Cookie Cast presents. Oh, wow. <laughs> getting over. per View predictions pile. There it is. Um, although inconsiderately, uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins seem to have written their name on it as well. But yeah. Geez, I <laughs> um, so yeah, I can't, I can't keep
2: anything nice can you these
1: days. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's not happened for me for quite some time now. Um, so I was I was quite chuffed when the results came through. Um, the I got out of the possible seven points that we had up for grabs, I got two wrong because I said that Asuka would win the women's title match, as we all did. However, that was a, a, a double count out, so everybody got stuffed on points for that one, and um, I got sucked into the whole Lashley might get given the title maybe business and uh, lost points on that. So. Between us, like, because of the Azka thing, we wouldn't have even had a full set of results all the way
2: through. So it was a bit of a, bit of a mess. This of a I, always uh, go for a, I always go for a nonsense result. Why not well, this time? Andy was closest
1: because I have in brackets possible disqualification, but still Azka to win. So it was like, <sighs> maybe squeak half a point for that, maybe. Um, I'll, I'll keep all the hardware, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, hence why I'm so generous with the half a point I've got. Yeah, generous, yeah. So it's been a few weeks as well. Does anyone, does anyone remember much about Backlash by this point? Have anybody got any uh, anything to say about it? Uh, Edge got injured. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so the, the, the greatest wrestling match ever of all time in the universe, actually, despite the concerns, wasn't that bad. Um, I quite enjoyed it. It was different. It was good. Again, it was. I don't know if you can class it as the cinematic thing because it was still technically in ring, and it. But they definitely used plenty of effects this time around. Like they pumped in um, crowd noises and sort of audio from like times gone by. And I thought the even from the ring introduction was quite a nice touch because the lights dimmed and uh, the old Madison Square Garden microphone dropped from the ceiling. And they even used Howard Finkel's voice uh, to announce both of the uh, both of the wrestlers. So I thought that was quite a nice little touch. Um, actual actual wrestling as well, not just. I mean, obviously you're not going to get flips with Randy Orton because uh, boy loves a flip. But the uh, it was they kind of seemed to use moves out of their move sets from like their entire career rather than just kind of like the recent highlights. If you see what I mean. So it, I thought it was it was quite quite good that match. Uh, the unfortunate thing is, I don't think much else from Backlash was particularly worth a mention for my liking. Nothing nothing particularly memorable, uh, definitely you no know, title changes, but moreover, just really questionable booking decisions. So, we mentioned the double out earlier on. What, if they're going to leave it with Asuka, why not? Uh, and they've done nothing with Maya Jacks since either, I might add. Why not let Asuka have the win, but give her the steam still? Didn't understand that. Um, still don't think Braun needed to defend it in a handicap match that's was just ridiculous because neither of them two have done anything since either in Miz and Morrison just very very odd but in recent memory I don't think I can remember anything that I have disliked as much as this whole Street Profits Viking Raiders absolute horseshit that ended up it was supposed to be a tag title match and it ended up being some kind of like crap like b-movie almost in a way in the sense of we got the formation of either the Street Raiders or the Viking prophets or some kind of Power Rangers nonsense if that's what what you want you it to be but just really bad and then again we've only got we only gained since then that Akira Tozawa now has a group of ninjas that follow him around which given the current climate in the world Giving a Japanese guy a load of ninjas to follow them around isn't probably the smartest move that they've made in terms of stereotype. So that's that's just my thoughts on it anyway. So if, uh, if anyone else has got anything they want to sling in, there, then go for
3: it. It was I think for those it was a it was a pay per view of its kind of current conditions, wasn't it? It's like you know kind of throwing stuff together with obviously the kind of fact that. They're not out on the road. They can't really build things. There's no fan fa- You know, there's no kind of recognised fan favourites because there are no fans at the moment. So it was just a bit of a placeholder kind of thing. And, you know, it's kind of like, I, I don't know why there's this obsession of keeping it. Well, you know, I've made my feelings about Nia Jax clear several times over. So, you know, but for whatever reason, they're never going to put Oscar over Cleanly, when they might as well because build her up to be something decent as opposed to you know well you know she's good but she can't beat Edge can't beat Nia Jax and you think wow well, okay then then you might as well have just booked it as a triple threat and somebody else setting the pin because yeah. you know it just it just it's a like a schmozy finish that kind of you know I don't it, know it, it just, just seems. Uh, it, just, it just
1: absolutely smacks of, like, f- and for me, I'm, I'm already getting onto, like, my ready-to-grumble territory, so it, it, it kind of crosses over, really. So, somebody stick me 30 seconds on the clock. There's, uh, yeah, there's, a, there's an example from, from Raw, but I think it's been coming for a few weeks.
2: We good? Okay, tell me when. Three, two... One
1: go. Okay, appreciate they've got a lot of TV to get through, but Jesus Christ, how much filler does there need to be? There was no need for that night jacks match, as we mentioned. And again, on Raw this past week, we've had uh, Angel Gaza and Andrade versus the Viking Raiders again. And not only that, they then make it into an elimination match, so it just drags it out. I understand that we're trying to make uh, Gaza look strong. Jesus Christ! We do not need to see half an hour of that every single week. Perfect. There you go. I haven't practiced that before. I was
0: half just before. about to say, I'm starting to think <laughs> you practice these in front of the mirror because you managed to <laughs> always hit them, nail on. <laughs> well, that's
1: that's that's why I had the belt out. Obviously, I was just looking looking at the mirror, cutting a promo just before we came on <laughs> air tonight. So, it's, uh, but um, it's, but yeah, it, it's it's starting to. To great me, like the amount of unnecessary stuff that they're doing at the moment, and that that was just two examples. Of it. So it just seems rudderless at the moment. You know, obviously they got rid of
3: got rid of Bischoff kind of around the New Year time. Was it? Or was it just before that? Yeah, it was and a while back. Now it feels like it feels like a lifetime ago that one.
1: I bought Pritchard in, and then they have got rid of uh, hey, um, Paul
3: Heyman in. Mm. and put Pritchard in in in, in, in charge of that. Then it's just like it's kind of it just seems a little bit rudderless and then I read something the other day that he's knackered. Well yeah. You know, one guy doing everything. And unfortunately, it was the report as well that Raw this week had its lowest viewing figures for twenty seven years. It's obviously working. All these decisions are obviously working. You know the one, the one brand that's doing all right and actually getting better is the one that they've left alone. You know, and, and you know, and fair enough, the roster's pretty stable, and they seem to be kind of pretty consistent with that. We've only got two two hours to fill, but and and obviously they're throwing all the big stuff at, at NXT at the moment, but Raw and SmackDown just. I mean, do we even want to talk about the karaoke thing on SmackDown on Friday, or is that enough? We're yeah. It, and now we've moved on from it because thats We is—it didn't even to get that kind of mention. It's just low rent. It's like shit attitude here, and that's the problem. Is that in the attitude here, it would have been something to get people to watch, but. You
1: know, no one wants to see karaoke, and then no one wants to see people fighting after karaoke. But if you want to do that, just start with going for a night out. You know, it's just. It's <laughs> well, just... that's maybe why they've done it, but that's been few and far between in recent months, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> nostalgia blast from that, from that perspective. Man, um, no, I, I just skipped quite happily over that karaoke segment. So I was, uh, I was not not going to talk about. It, but you did you did bring up something that I have got on my list for today, which was the. The great american bash theme that nxt carried for the last couple of weeks i mean cynically you you could say it was coincidence that it happened to be around the time that uh aw had a two-week pay-per-view event going on as well on the same night of the week but you know maybe that was just coincidence but well, triple out and said it's not coincidence they're definitely doing <laughs> it <laughs> it paid off it paid off though didn't it because they i think <gasps> nxt edged them both weeks in the ratings despite having lost to them for numerous weeks beforehand and there was some some quality stuff during great american bash fortnight if you like Um the the, the, the fact that we we got a, a home humbird, if you like going into number one contendership and tegan knox winning that fatal four-way which wasn't the greatest match in the world well, <laughs> and a couple of awkward spots but we finally got her to get her a clean win the ending for uh, over Dakota Kai so we've got the number one contender match by the time that this podcast airs actually she will have uh, had that number one the, the actual title match so that'll be quite an interesting one um, but I mean you can't, can't really go any any further than the, the main event with that so they had to, to, for the first time ever obviously uh, the North American Championship and the NXT Championship were both on the line in a winner-take-all match between Keith Lee and Adam Cole, and uh, what what a solid match that was! Absolutely, like invested in it from start to finish. But the um, I suppose the sad part for me is the undisputed era fan and the Adam Cole fan is that the the, the record-breaking 403-day title reign as NXT champion is now at an end for Adam Cole. But uh, Keith Lee takes over the reins. But uh, when we were chatting in the week about it, Matt had some. Uh, some thoughts on on Keith Lee's finisher, didn't you, Matt? I, I I just
3: think it's got a very good name, but it's just a power slam.
2: And um, yeah, but yeah. it's not
1: it's not just a it can't be just a power slam when it's called the Big Bang Catastrophe. That that has all co- all sorts of chaos written all over it, surely? <laughs> no, nah, it's missing all the
3: chaos. <laughs> Cause what 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 what, what what's Braun power slam? Because that that's the problem. He runs, he
1: runs a little bit first, doesn't he? He's, uh, his is straight out of the, the Bulldogs' uh, playbook.
3: I just thought, for somebody as talented and as athletic as Keith Lee, a uh, uh, slightly fancy power slam doesn't seem to kind of warrant, you, you know, being, oh, look at this magnificent, oh, yeah, you just, you don't know, get out, you don't know, kick out of it. You know, you know, kick out of that and you know, thought, I was just like mm. uh, You know, there's there's better things than there must be there must they must be able to come up with something for it, you know. When a mm. guy does a moonsault off the middle rope. I was just then, I was just about to say that. That that moonsault from the second rope
1: was insane for a guy mm-hmm. his size. Like there was a small part of me that was like <gasps> as soon as he as soon as he left the, like that middle rope, I was like, He's not going. Oh no, he's fine, he's absolutely fine. <laughs> Did you see, the? Has everybody seen the, um, towards the end of that match, the clothesline that Adam Cole took? Leading into the, oh, my God. Like, talk about landing high on your neck. Jesus. He tried to do that whole, yeah, the, the whole inside-out thing. Yeah. And he got, like, 80, 80% of the way around and then just absolutely planted on, like, his, his neck and his shoulder. Oh, man, it looked it looked rough. Like, that, that would have been a bit of a painful one, I think. But yeah, it was, um, it was. I mean, it was a great match, and like that, the whole. I, I still can't. Part of me can't believe that. Uh, Cole managed to get Keith Lee with the. Um, oh, man, I always get the name of this wrong. The sun. The, the sunrise
2: thing. City sunrise.
1: There, we go. I always. I I had had come, sunrise. Yeah, geez, like just to get round for that whole thing again. But the props to, to Keith Lee for being being part of that as well. Um. Other stuff that's come out since we were last on air, uh, the, the uh, WWE have announced that there is an extra bonus episode for the last ride, we talked about that last time, uh, so this Sunday following the pay-per-view we're going to get uh, an episode entitled Tales from the Dead Man, so whether that's just going to be just him talking road stories or, or, or what it's going to be, but if it's if it's half as good as the rest of the series has been, it'll be uh, definitely worth checking out. Uh, this past week also as well they've put out a lot of stuff about it marking five years since the uh, beginning of the four horsewomen stable in Becky, Sasha, Bailey and Charlotte and um, like now that they kind of they're not necessarily in and amongst it as much do we, do we think that the women's division are, are, are sort of better off now than they were five years ago obviously I would say yes to that but like are they are they really better off than they were at the peak of the women's uh, evolution right
2: now? Do we think? They're probably more. They're probably all more on an even footing than they were five years ago. Because it was, I mean, back, back then it was it was quite clear. It was basically them four, and then you could you could make an argument for Nikki Bella. Um, I think AJ was still there for about what five minutes or something when it first got started. And well, she'd already, she pretty much gone, hadn't she, by the time that it was. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you, you'd certainly make the argument that they're all more, you're going to get better matches out of the majority of the women's divisions across the board now, um, because they've put more time into developing the women's field. So, whereas before, you could maybe get of oh, many different combinations out of that four well five if you include mickey Bello, i suppose for decent matches not oh, natalia as well i forgot i forgot about natalia um and now you've got what 20 to 30 that are, that
1: are capable of good competent matches, more or less all the time so i think it was it was i think it was actually in the commentary on the next day this this past week about seems NXT, particularly, has a, a bit of an embarrassment of uh, riches in, in terms of the, the women's performers that they've got. But it, for me, the main roster for the last sort of six months prior to, to WrestleMania has probably felt a little bit like it's it had gone a bit stale again, with heading back towards those same four. But since WrestleMania, we've had a few few different developments in the sense of we talked about obviously Becky's uh, pregnancy announcement. The, the fact that, uh, and, and I'll get to this in a minute, but but Charlotte's now out for a little while as well. They, they've been forced to actually bring people back in again. Um, and in the last couple of weeks, we've we've had like the return of the iconics back to the kind of the tag title scene. That Ruby Riot's come back a minute from her injury. Bianca Belair turned up again this week on on Raw after being just off TV for well since WrestleMania, really. Um, and then obviously the, the, the big news was, was Shayna Baszler coming back and well, it looked like she was going to kind of beat up our truth and Akira Tozawa but then ended up just picking on the ninjas instead but um, cut, cut a, fairly, a fairly hefty promo on uh, on her intentions so she's been sort of slingshot back up to the uh, title picture fairly quickly I should, should think based on that and on the back of all this as well Rumors that there may be Evolution Two in the works as a, a, you know, the the special. Whether it's a pay per view or whether it's just a special on the network, but that kind of, to me, reinforces slightly maybe that they are kind of thinking "Mm, we let it slip a bit. We need to get a bit more emphasis back on it because, um, if anything, in the last month of TV, probably Bailey and Sasha have actually carried it and then elevated the people they've been working with as well in the sense of Nikki Cross and uh, Alexa Bliss and the Kabuki Warriors
3: again and all that, so. I would say WWE at the moment, the women characters are probably more interesting than some of the male characters. You know, and that would go, kind of, you know, NXT has got a lot of, uh, you know, you've got, obviously, Candice LeRae and all that kind of side of things, and uh, you know the Curtis uh, kai and kind of Rachel Gonzalez and um and me him, of... and everyone as well. Yeah. Well um, Me,
1: him as well. Me, him's one yeah. that interests me. Like I think she's quite it, a cool character.
3: They obviously bought that back. Was it um, Martinez? That, um, oh I yeah, Mercedes Martinez. Martinez. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and then on top of that, like you said, you've got like ones that have kind of. In on the on the SmackDown and Raw roster that kind of faded into the kind of thing like you know like um, what's her face Lacey Evans and, uh, and and that kind of thing. So people that were having a real kind of big push at the start of the year that then kind of faded away again. And it just seems yeah it's like oh you know we did the evolution thing. You thought all right great this is going to be a, a year in year out kind of thing where they have got like not not to kind. of not to kind of be Not It's not meant to be kind of like the women's WrestleMania because obviously the women have matches on WrestleMania, but the kind of card where they're shown, they're not just the token match here and there. and I still think at times when you you sat there and you're watching another version of Miz TV that's exactly the same as last week or something like that, and there's just one women's match in three hours or one women's match in two hours and you think well, I'm gonna because really, you were telling us that there's loads of talent and women's wrestling is the best it's ever been but still only worth one match or two matches a week you know what I mean and I think it's but then then kind I of say I was about to say oh they do not put they don't put them, put them in hokey shit like they used to and then they do the karaoke thing so you know it's like <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> yeah it, I, it just goes back to it goes back to the writing again, and I just it, it'd be interesting to see what's going on at the moment because it's very Vincey at the moment. Would be my kind of mm.
1: my criticism. Yeah, that, that was it. it. It was a bit like that before they brought Heyman in. So they bring Heyman in, and he starts to try to push new people. It feels, and then they get rid of Heyman, because then they're not happy with that and now it's gone back to how it was before but then they pull that rating that you mentioned before and it's like they're like you can't keep going back to the same thing that we, it's it's the old definition of insanity business about doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results isn't it but they, you touched on Lacey Evans there as well and I'm pretty sure was it was it not like around this time last year when it was the whole her in the title picture in that sort of joint intergender tag match that was for both the men's and the women's titles in the, was that in the main event of Extreme Rules? I
2: think so because who was it I can't, I can't even think who it was against it was someone against um, Seth wasn't it oh yeah, it was Corbin it it was- Corbin yeah, versus yeah.
1: Seth yeah, you see that. His name had obviously been raised from my man for uh, obvious reasons. If you're a regular listener, but um, <laughs> yeah, like to see how far she's kind of gone backwards, like in in a year. In that sense, if if she ends up being one of those people that are almost you don't want to say it, but almost sort of doing a piper in the sense of being so close to the the top title and then never getting it, it'd be a shame if she didn't. Because I think. She was, she was a hot prospect coming in and I think she seems to have worked hard to, to keep at it, but I don't know what she's, what she's done to upset people, but for me, she's like prime prime title material, I would say. Yeah. So, we, we, we mentioned Charlotte a little bit earlier. She is going to be taking some time away from WWE. Uh, it's been announced via her on her own Twitter this week that it's uh, for corrective surgery. So probably two reasons you're thinking for the surgery and, and those two reasons would be right but she's she's previously had silicon poisoning uh, from implants which she has confirmed this time it's not but last time around took the, the quicker option back to, to the ring because she just wanted to get like back on with it um, and is kind of paying the price for that now so while she definitely said she hasn't got the poisoning this time around she is taking the option that will solve issues from the previous surgery, but it is going to, you know, it's going to solve that long term and it's going to keep her out of action longer than she would have liked. So I guess get well soon because as much as people might complain about it, she has left a big hole in that division. And
0: when you, you said, where she, when you said two well, options, I was like, book a new album. There, there's not <laughs> the two options, but to uh, no. listen a new album. Huh?
1: On, you know those two reasons. Don't be a tit about it. So, <laughs> so she. For for me, if you watch the, if you you know if you have been watching SmackDown up until the point that she left, well, any show because she was on it. They've they've taken one, they've taken one character out of it in her, and just replaced it with two in in Bailey and Sasha, because they seem to have taken up the mantle she left. So for anybody saying that they don't like Charlotte she's forced down our throat well just remember it's now taking two women to do her job so I'd, uh, I'd argue that point with anybody to, to be honest she's you can't say she's underrated because she gets all the opportunities and we've talked about her being pushed down people's throats before but if they're then having to get two, two other who are supposedly top talents who won, you know tag women's tag champions and the Smackdown women's champions to do the job that she was doing it's a, it's a Big miss for me is that. I think they're gonna, they're gonna really have to ramp up the women like we've we've said. So, uh, what else has happened since we were last on? It's it's been officially confirmed that SummerSlam in Boston has been cancelled. Yet another victim of the COVID. So it will be live in inverted commas from the PC this time around again. So I think it was all systems go trying to get a live crowd in place for that, but.
0: I was going to ask this right. question. Go on. So, a bit of cross, cross-pollination in this. Um, this week, the Eagles have announced that they will um, play their games with no supporters. Um, other team, other NFL teams are coming out saying we're going to have this capacity, that capacity, the other capacity. Uh, a couple of teams have said they're going to go at 50%. Others have said they're going to go at 20%. For the ones that have said they're going to go at 50%, you are looking... 45,000 people still And stuff like that is Crazy numbers Is there any mention of The WWE getting people Back in the building?
1: I think they're on shaky ground with that On their previous record Yes <laughs> So so they it, One thing I had read this week was that The mask policy for the people that are in attendance Like the trainees And I know that they did have like, friends and family in For a little bit in the audience was there was no mask policy they didn't have to wear a mask but then apparently it's come about because uh, Kevin Owens had re- basically refused to work unless they instigated something like that and sp- had to spell out the benefits of wearing a mask um, I know that there will be those people that still won't want to wear them but as was pointed out earlier on uh, today if Rey Mysterio can wrestle in the Royal Rumble for sixty-two minutes and still win whilst wearing a mask, you can wear one to go to WWE. There, there was a
0: cane one as well. Yeah, a cane one that I saw that was quite good.
1: Yeah, I didn't did enjoy that when I saw that, but but no, they. I suppose really because they are essentially the travelling circus. They're kind of at the mercy of the different state legislation as as and where it would be. And um, I don't really know what Boston's situation is, but. I mean, it can't be as bad as Florida where they are now, surely. Although, it it, it seems that America have taken a step backwards in the fight against uh, COVID.
0: I've been listening to a couple of podcasts this week, and they're from a couple of weeks ago, where they were talking about America going back into lockdown. And they're saying, like, there um, there was a statistic from last week, Saying like in the European countries Germany had the highest daily count of cases. With like 226 or something. Compared to America's 50,000. And it was just saying you know as a country they're going they are going backwards. And you've got all these... You know, the anti-vaxxers have been taken over by the anti-maskers. You know, it's this, the, the people that refuse to wear masks and then go absolutely ballistic when they're challenged on it. It's, you know, it's there's there's not a lot of hope in those situations. It,
1: it's, it, it very much smacks of uh, Second Amendment mentality, doesn't it? Can't tell me what to do because it told me elsewhere I have the right to do it. That's definitely another story
3: for another time.
1: But like with the COVID thing, though, it's like what was the recorded deaths in this country in the end? Is it or well, not in the end? Because obviously it's still not finished. But there was a point a couple of weeks ago where I seem to, <laughs> to remember like 40 thousand 40, banded around.
3: Mm-hmm. Forty-five thousand now plus however many extra for people who died at home and weren't officially thinking with coronavirus which is the kind of say yeah, it's probably more like realistically around sixty thousand. so the problem is that the, the problem is it's the atti- it's the attitude of everything you know like you know paul paul lad that like, is ready to grumble about just stop doing it then obviously the other week when there was the outbreak in the performance center they had like over 40 people you know diagnosed diagnosed with covid and then the, the thing that they most got upset about not the fact that 40 people have fallen sick with this you know potentially deadly illness but the fact that Taz took you know shot a promo on them I'm like mm-hmm. just oh. you know it, it, it's you know he's saying the truth you, you know AEW are testing people you don't walk through the door you got you know you see them and they've got two bands on to say that they're clear you know they're wearing masks well, and, and, it's, you, and you've, got, you've got, you know, they go, oh, can't believe Taz said that, we're really annoyed about that. Yeah, well, you've just had 40 odd people, you know, being diagnosed with COVID. He's got every right to do that. Well, it's saying about the, um, was it,
1: what you said, Andy, and was it Germany that, was it 200 and odd cases? Was that in a week or in a day that you were saying about?
0: I think that was a day. but so Like the highest just, on that day.
1: Just to throw that into perspective, I took a picture
0: but you know, of
1: it. In so fact. we're talk- so we're talking now about Florida. Um, BBC News had quoted that they're averaging ten thousand cases a day.
3: That's insane.
1: That <sighs> it's it's just it's gonna. If they thought SummerSlam was gonna be in front of a, a live paying audience, and that's the situation, it's gonna. I'd be surprised at this rate if it's before Christmas.
3: Not, it's completely unrealistic when you've got the NBA in their bubble in Orlando. Um, I know you know uh, MLS have got their bubble don't quite know where their bubble is um, the NHL are doing something different you know everything's every, you know you've got obviously football over here but throughout the world has been played you know behind closed doors. And they're like, oh yeah, we might be able to get him in for SummerSlam. Like, no, it's just not going to
0: happen. You know, it's just... So, on Friday, I took a picture, because I'd had this conversation previously, and then I'd seen it, it was a tweet, and then I'd seen it again later, so I took a picture of the tweet. Um, So on Friday, somebody posted something that was from the Thursday, and it was a response to Donald Trump. Talking about Germany, Denmark, Norway, Sweden and other countries have opened the schools with no problems. So then the response is, uh, new cases yesterday, Germany 298, Denmark 10, Norway 11, Sweden 57. United States 55,442.
1: I mean, put, put that into perspective of like, the size of the countries, yeah fine but add up the fact that you've reeled off half of a continent against against that <laughs> country to begin with it's cracking so uh, as we've said there's going to be uh, shows at the Performance Centre for some time to come and this Sunday is no different, this time around it's a little bit strange because we're, we're coming up to extreme rules but they've now added the tagline of the horror show extreme roles. Um, again, after billing last time out as the greatest wrestling match ever and then, not whilst it was good, not necessarily producing the greatest wrestling match ever, surely calling something the horror show is just opening you up to all kinds of shitty reviews after the week. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. Ho- hopefully, um, it'll be good. Again, hopefully, being the operative word, Uh, There'll be a few, if you've not seen the card as yet, there'll be a few things that we're about to talk about which may persuade you otherwise. So uh, it does seem that they're going to continue with a cinematic route uh, once again. Uh, And a a couple of matches are definitely going to have this in. Uh, But uh, if they're going to build a horror show, it's only going to help. So go on, Matt.
3: Do you want to put 30 seconds up? <laughs> I knew it. Here we I knew go. Be oh. on there. He got it. Three, two, one, go. There can be too much of a good thing. All right. There's some of the cinematic matches that they did. The the boneyard match. The uh, Bray Wyatt John Cena match. Even the Gargano um, Chomper match was excellent cinematic they're going too far with it now i don't want a full pay-per-view of cinematic matches because they're just getting ridiculous just talked about it before some proper rest of the matches please oh perfect
2: they're on point
1: tonight (laughs) i can't disagree with you um they they can't they can't do the full pay-per-view surely with like spots in like that because people are going to get like annoyed by it I know that. To me, wrestling has always been like the world's greatest variety show. There should be something for everybody, and if they do it all cinematic style, they're just pigeonholing it as, and it's supposed to be a sports presentation. Ultimately,
3: that kind of veers as far away from that as possible to me. I just think it's the the, the extreme rules kind of pay per view was obviously came out of the back at ECW and stuff like that, and the and that kind of thing. And obviously, with the PG kind of kiddie-friendly era, you can't do all those matches that they were doing before. Fine, but don't kind of you know? Oh, what what extreme rules have we got this time? Well, one of you can only wear one sock or something like that. It's just <laughs> kind of like, you know, it's so an entirely different pay-per-view video, Matthew. <laughs> at some, but at some point, it's they're going to have to go right. Either get rid of extreme rules. Or actually put some extreme rules in because you know, but the problem is they've taken extreme rules at, so, at what would be extreme kind of matches and made pay-per-views out of them, so like Hell in a sound. That, that should be an extreme rules match, or that should be an extreme rules pay-per-view or tables, ladders and chairs or you know, as, as things kind of come out and, and go but it, it just it's just like oh, let, let's create some weird stipulation that makes it sound cool but we can do it cinematic and, you know, and people watch it and go, "Wow, oh, shit, you know where was the extremeness in that kind of thing and, and you know it's just, handicap matches and stuff like that now, without any kind of real like risk just doesn't seem to be kind of worth it, yeah, just I don't know and then, uh, yeah, when it said Extreme Rules Horror Show, I was like, oh yeah, this shit, it's going to be, uh, <laughs> it's just
1: going to be <laughs> awful. One thing that was very close to being my uh, Ready to grumble was has been the advertising for it, because uh, I, I felt like I couldn't go with it in the end fully, because last time around I mentioned the advertising when they were using that bloody song from The Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. Um, this time around, I think that's just, it's just been a little bit, and it's just enough, it's like every time they flick between the different match graphics with the Extreme Rules stuff in the background, there's a like a blood-curdling scream and it like as w- watching watching tv on an evening as a parent when your kids are asleep <laughs> in a different room in the house don't want to hear a small blood blood-curdling scream every sort of 30 seconds because you're always on edge um but uh, as 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 always the the matches i've got down are correct at time of recording and um, but I have got two rumoured matches Which I don't normally include But there's such a strong chance of them happening That I've put them out there um, And I thought this time around We can do a bonus point as well For if you predict if it's going to happen or not So we shall see I think there's a very good chance that these will happen So as those are the rumours the up to now I will, I will start with those So last Friday In amongst all the karaoke shenanigans That uh, Matt was talking about earlier on there was a tag team match on SmackDown between The New Day and Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro, which ended um, with like a no contest result, basically. But Nakamura and Cesaro ended up putting New Day through the tables. So, leads me to believe that there's a probable chance of there being a tables match at Extreme Rules for the SmackDown tag team titles between those two teams. Now obviously if the match does happen i'm putting andy straight down for a new day win of always um.
0: if it's not already written down Stu, i'd be very disappointed you know my opinion <laughs> they they could be the greatest shower of shit to ever grace our screens
1: <laughs> so on the on the premise are, are you are you going do you think that that match could would happen or are you going with it not happening first, yes or?
0: I think but it will happen and the new day can okay. officially do one
1: okay so you go Nakamura and Cesaro
0: absolutely
2: okay um, Paul does it happen um it, it, they very rarely do things such as that that, that, that don't get a payoff so um Yes, the match will happen. Um, I was gonna pick, I was gonna pick Cesaro and Nakamura to win the titles, but then the New Day haven't got their sort of their table spot back, have they? So he's looking after the New Day to return.
1: Okie dokie, Matt. Does it happen?
3: Yeah.
1: And who have you got to win? A
3: uh, New Day. Okay.
1: some reason i put new day for you so that's um, <laughs> I'm, I'm also going with it happening and unfortunately for you guys i'm going to agree with mr cook i think we've got a title change coming so i'm going nakamura and cesaro um so second on the rumored match list it's heavily rumored there's going to be uh, one of the cranky stipulation matches of a bar fight between recovering alcoholic Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. So, you might remember last time around that um, one of us predicted Sheamus to, to win a bar Backlash. Just saying, boys. Um And the, they're still going with it. I thought after that, that would have been the match that would have propelled one of those towards the world title picture, but apparently not. So... They've, they've done this whole thing at me with the drug testing, and Sheamus has had a, a, a piss pop thrown in his face, and I was in the building to last time around. Ultimately, it's everything is a is a throwback to sort of the demons of, of Jeff's past, and they had Hardy knocking out Sheamus in the Intercontinental uh, t- the title tournament way back. Sheamus then got that win back at Backlash, so really. In results base, I suppose this is the rubber match. So, which way does it go, and does it take place? Paul, do you want to start this time?
2: Um, yes, I think it'll happen. Mm Mhm. Um, we haven't seen uh, we haven't seen Tim White for a while, have we? I'm assuming he's uh, he's just been able to get the uh, the friendly tap back on its uh, back (laughs) on. So what better, what better way to celebrate the reopening of the Friendly Tap than by absolutely destroying it? Um, yeah, I think we discussed this on the last time, that um, you'd, you'd argue that the winner of this sort of feud would be the next in line to sort of go and face Strowman for the Universal title. Um, just for that reasoning, um I'll take Sheamus to get the win. Because you'd okay. imagine they'd want a heel. To go mm-hmm. up against Strowman for the belt. Okie And Andy. Is it going
1: to
0: happen? It's a yes from me. Um, I'm picking Jeff Hardy for the win. I imagine if it's like all the all the demons and stuff going on. They'll make a big deal about him overcoming the demons. And the match for the win
1: okay um, I am also going with yes it will happen and both of the reasons I would have picked for both of those people to win said match have just been given because I really can't pick um, at the moment so uh, I'm I'm going to go with Hardy just because I think Sheamus has probably got a few more years there so they might sit on his uh Title opportunity, whereas Hardy's probably closer to the end of his career, so that's the only reason I'm going, going for Jeff. Uh, Matt, will it happen? Fortunately, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad taste. I, <laughs> that's, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, don't sit on the fence about that one, though, will you? It's like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> tell us what you really think.
3: <laughs> I've not liked this whole kind of storyline at all. I think it's, uh, it's a bit gross. I just I don't know. I don't know why they kind of. It's like just like one last stick the knife in Jeff Hardy kind of thing, you know. And I know I know he's made mistakes, and I know, but Jesus Christ, is he is he the only person there that's made mistakes? And has his mistakes been any more egregious than other people, you know? But yeah, so but yeah, it, yeah, it'll happen, and shave us up, Hollywood.
1: That's interesting that me and Andy have picked the same so far, and you and Paul have picked the same so far. So, those are the matches that are at this point in the rumors. We may well even have points on the board before the pay per view kicks off at this rate, if uh, things do get announced closer to the time. So, the matches that are confirmed. Then uh, we mentioned Braun Strowman very briefly, then, and it seems a bit of a strange place to start with the the universal title match, but why not link that together? So. Oddly, not a title match. That, however, will be one of the, the cinematic matches because it's going to be Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in a Wyatt Swamp Fight match. For, um, I'm sure they'll say for the first time ever, so you know, we might as well throw that back in as well. So whilst, ta- whilst they're targeting Braun in recent weeks, Bray's kind of regressed to his old like Eater of Worlds, like cult leader sort of character. Uh, obviously, the throwback to the start that Strowman had in WWE Uh, Wyatt kind of looking to to gain the upper hand with the whole psychology of all of that but then Braun's the one that's actually challenged into the Swamp Fight match Um, I thought, I could be very wrong but I thought it was announced early doors that it was for the title and now it's definitely non-title it's confirmed on the the website and everything so that, that seems a bit strange if that was right it might just be me that's been sleeping through Smackdown because uh, apparently the writers have been doing that too for the last few weeks. <laughs> so, it, fe- it feels very much like take shots at the night tonight, uh, more so than normal. But um, but yeah, this is, it, it, it could be a nice little bow on the whole kind of chapter of Strowman and Wyatt. I just get the impression it's not going to be because surely the end of... Chapter has to be Strowman versus the
3: Fiend.
1: Mm-hmm. We, we can't, we can't have him. For me personally, I'm I'm picking Strowman to win this because I think Strowman will essentially defeat his old leader. Um, but then ultimately come a cropper to the Fiend when it when it comes down to having the uh, all of the dollars on the line, shall we say? So I'm I'm picking Strowman. And they
0: yeah. so. Uh, you might need to add a little box for this one, Stu. Oh, okay, here we go.
1: So. Because if it, if it, it, it's a swamp fight, is it going to be some weird thing about the weapon that he uses to win the match with us? <laughs>
0: I, I already know the weapon he's going to use. Alligator? Come to on.
3: Come <laughs> <on. laughs>
0: Ray Wyatt. To win. I would like an addition of Because he's helped out by Eric Rowan.
1: Okay. I am autocorrect trying to change that to Roman. Very different ending. <laughs> that's that's an interesting point, I hadn't even thought about that, but is he one of the guys that was on the unemployment list? A little while yeah. back, but nobody, nobody's, yeah, nobody's mentioned. Yeah, basically.
2: Yeah.
1: But nobody's talked about him. Obviously, we will be talking about one of the uh, the other unemployment line people shortly. But um, yeah, that 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 could be a shout. That it's all been very quiet on that front. So, speaking of Rowan, we'll go from one ginger to another, and we'll let Paul have next pick. <laughs> Paul, where are you?
2: Where are you going with it? Um, this is this is another one of those just file under I could not give any less of a fuck about this match. <laughs> okay,
1: are you not even intrigued as to like how it'll go down though? Like what this match could well, actually the be? Sec-
2: the second they said it was non-title, I was just like, well, what, why, why should I be bothered then? Why should I have any interest in? It? Like uh, at least, at least if it's for the title, you've got the intrigue of is it gonna. Cheap to win the title, or is he going to pull something out of the bag to win the title? But when there's no there's no prize at the end of the at the end of the road for him, it's just a bit. It seems a bit pointless to me. Um, you'd imagine why it will win because it's his match, um, and you'd imagine there'll be some shenanigans with the puppets. They'll, they'll be involved in some form, shape or fashion um, yeah, I, I don't know um, it's, it's, just, it's just a bit it's just a strange one for me. like I say, the, the second they said it was non-title I, I, I have no interest I have I have put you down for Wyatt, so that leaves
1: Matlin
3: to round out the predictions for that one so I'm, I'll go I think Strowman will win because I think it's that Great. kind of like defeated kind of uh, the new kind of Bray Wyatt, defeat the old Bray Wyatt. But then, you know, being as people are putting boxes, uh, I reckon the Fiend will turn up at the end and kind of drag him into the swamp or something like that to then set up Slam against the Fiend.
1: Part of me wondered be seen as a it for so many years that would this be the time that they finally revealed an actual Sister Abigail.
2: Hmm. That, that'd interest me, that, that'd that sort of get my attention back a little bit, something like that. So if, now that we've if said that
1: actually... that's gonna, that'd be good then it'll definitely not happen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if there is some kind of like storyline and background to it, because obviously The feed. It's kind of like something that came from when they were writing ghost stories, weren't they, and having them read them. So Bray Wyatt had done this kind of ghost story kind of thing about the fiend. And if you'd like, however many years back, he'd done this kind of thing, and then obviously they brought the fiend to life. So maybe, obviously he said, oh, you know, Sister Abigail said, the fiend is you in this kind of like horror Ghost story thing that he told, and you kind of think, "Well, you know, yeah, if there is some kind of sister Abigail or something like that." it will be interesting because obviously, you know, they love the cinematic stuff, so you can create it
1: in the cinema. Yep.
3: So yeah, that's that that
1: rounds us out on that. So we have we have now starting to get a bit, little bit of variation between the uh, predictions as well. So we'll go from a non a non title to a shiny, brand spanking title in the U.S. title match between. <laughs> current champion Apollo Crews and MVP. So this has kind of come around because MVP has been trying to recruit Apollo Crews and it's just been declined time after time. So now MVP's kind of just out to ruin him, basically. So anybody else thinking it's a little bit strange that they've introduced a brand new title belt, but the actual reigning champion hasn't touched it yet? So it's obviously weird,
3: yeah, because they've mvp's been wandering around
1: with it on has for yep a couple of episodes yep and obviously as as we saw earlier and as you guys know i am a bit of a a belt guy so it's a little bit it was it was a bit strange at first i wasn't that keen on it and then it it literally took about six hours to grow on me (laughs) Um, and i I, I completely changed my mind It, it in terms of the actual quality of the belt itself it's it's much 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 bigger than the uh, the original one um but yeah it was it was i just find it odd that it, it was revealed on like the 6th of july and the actual champion hasn't touched it yet so they then put it out on the billing so yeah look at this look at this brand new brand new title brand new title like 10 millimeter thick plates and removable side plates like all the other championships and, and guess what It was available on the shop by the end of the episode, so it's strange that, isn't it? So, as much as it is a nice new title, are we sad to see the old one go? Did we realise that the US title was actually the longest-serving design at that point? No, no, I didn't. It's it's underrated for me, because a lot of people crap on it, but... At the end of the day, if you'd never seen wrestling before and you said, "Oh, this is a champion. What's it the champion? You know, who is the champion
2: of?" then you'd know straight away. But so when you say uh, when you say the longest the longest serving title, the, the longest serving title design. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Like, so like, does that mean that oh, so so that was in place for what the better part of eighteen years? Was it or was it two thousand three that they brought the US title? Two thousand and three. So you got 17 years on that one. How long did this? How long did they go between changing the tag belts?
3: Well,
1: technically you'll get they'll get around that because it went to them copper penny tags, didn't it, first around the time of the Shield, and then this when they split them to Raw and SmackDown again, they got the same. Technically the same center plates, but then different colourings on the strap and the. They went from yeah. copper to silver, didn't they? So that's how they get around it.
2: Yeah. So I'm just, trying to, I'm just, trying to work out if that is like, if that is the longest, like held continuous design as well. It'd be interesting it'd be interesting to look at like how long each design of each particular belt lasted for. Mm. It's got it's got to be up there for sure. Oh yeah. Which well, probably, so, probably longer than any of the world championship belts because they were all they've all been like less than double figures, I think. Yeah, because like, instantly, like, everybody that's watched it,
1: that's kind of my kind of era, like, everybody always remembers, like, the, the, the Big Eagle Belt or the Winged Eagle Belt before that, and, and that's all you have in, in mind, but when you look into the lifespan of them, they, were, they weren't very long at all.
2: Well, the Big Eagle only really had four years, didn't it? Mm.
1: So... So... Anyway, we'll, uh, we could quite happily do a whole podcast on being a belt geek, but yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get back to uh, get back to the actual predicting. So, who is going to take the shiny new title? Will it will it be the current champion, Apollo Cruz? Matt, do you want to start us off on this one?
3: I'm going to go with like a no contest with this one because I think um, Bobby Lashley is going to get involved. Um, and then that's going to set up Apollo Crews against Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. So I'm going to go like no contest slash no disqualification, something like that. But no, kind of like okay,
1: So I'll, I'll I'll put you down. I'll put you down for another a result win. Yeah. Going,
2: going cool. Okay. Uh, Paul. Um again it's probably it's probably the phrase that I'm known for the most um, he's only just got it ironic that he hasn't actually got it because <laughs> um, yeah he's only won it what three four weeks ago max yeah too soon to take it off him I mean I like, I'd, I'd like to know the last time they changed his eye of a title and then immediately switched it without being a tournament, say, for like, for bringing it other than the 24-7 belt, which was basically designed for that purpose. And th- as well, changing it
1: during a, during a guy's reign when he hasn't been technically defended it yet as well. So obviously, like, in, in terms of an immediate switch, obviously there was the, uh, the spinner title way back when, on the WWE side of things, that got changed. Fairly quickly, didn't it? But he wasn't the champion at the time when that. that had already been no, the main one because he won. He won the um, the title from JBL, didn't he? Was it was was that WrestleMania. Yeah, so, so he
2: won. So he won the WWE Championship at WrestleMania twenty-one. Yeah, and then he changed. He changed it for the Spinner Belt about a month or so later. And then yeah. kept that until that New Year's Revolution. Yeah. That's the thing we forgot about, wrong. But uh, technically, the U.S. belt had a little change in the middle, right, right at the start. Ah, yeah, that is true. Actually, so,
1: no, maybe that is wrong. Then maybe that is. It's still been the longest. So anyway, that's again. We'll get away from that. Um, so you go for Apollo cruise. To, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it,
2: it's another one that make it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense for him to take the belt off him so soon after him getting it because it's just gonna I mean the shit's all over him anyway so now that they've mm-hmm. started now that have started stopping shitting on him let's actually
3: put some sort of creativity stop shitting on him but yeah. they uh, released a new belt that he technically owns mm-hmm. without him being there. And then the guy that's kind of challenging for it has wandered around with him for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor guy can't catch a break.
1: Nah. Andy, who are you picking?
0: I think MVP might take it.
1: Okay. And I will be agreeing with Mr. Cook. Um, i think I have, I have a feeling I don't know what Andy's thoughts on, on picking MVP were necessarily but like they're, they're pushing Lashley the last couple of weeks they've pushed Lashley and MVP as more of a stable like rather than a manager and a, a, and a, and a wrestler and this week particularly I noticed they started coming out calling themselves the Hurt Business Also, gone into a bit of a sub trying to recruit Cedric Alexander. So, my thoughts are that MVP for a time will have the US title. And in fairness, MVP is probably most well known for his time in WWE with the US title, so that kind of ties in. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's Cedric Alexander and Bobby Lashley end up with some kind of tag team where they've got the big muscle and then like the, the. a high flyer so that that was my thoughts on picking I think I think they might go for a little sort of like a, a power stable on with, with those three um, I'm going to go to the women's matches next and I'm going to say women's matches because I think they're going to tie together and um, so we've got the Smackdown women's title being defended by Bailey against Nikki Cross and the Raw Women's title has defended by Asuka against Sasha Banks. Now, for the, ca- the casual viewer and eagle-eared amongst you, you might be wondering why Sasha Banks from SmackDown is carrying on um, challenging a Raw champion. Seems a bit, but she's got one half of the tag team champions at the moment and the challenge came about from them being able to travel between the shows. This kind of leads to why I've linked the two. So... I'm just going to go all out with mine from the beginning. I have a feeling that Sasha is going to help Bailey to retain against Nikki Cross. But then Bailey won't return the favour in terms of helping Sasha to win the Raw women's title. And that's what's finally, to quote a phrase, Going to be the thing that that tips them two on a collision course against each other. So I think that'll be the, f- the first point. Then there'll be an argument during the women's tag title match, which will inevitably come in the next couple of weeks afterwards, and they'll leave that. And then it's going to be all out. Sasha Bailey SummerSlam for me. So again, cards on the table right from the off. Bailey will retain because let's stick Paul's catchphrase right in there. And but then Asuka is also going to retain as well.
2: She's had it for a long time, hasn't she?
1: Barely. Mm. Lo- longest longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion of all time, I believe. Hmm. Mm.
2: <laughs> um. They quite like they quite like Scottish champions, don't they?
3: because they've done it was. once you <laughs> uh, or you yeah, know Piper was a fake Scotsman so yeah okay yeah, yeah they, they wouldn't even give him the main title either would they
2: <laughs> unbelievable Um. yeah I kind of agree with your sort of reckoning there right? there's, there's there's too much sort of good story in not having the payoff of the Bailey-Satcher blow-up thing I need a imagine that you, you wouldn't need the belt still there to get to that full explosion implosion whatever you want to call that, Um so yeah so sit me down for a similar on the the Bailey will retain yeah it's you'd like to think it's too early in ask us, run, I mean like, if you've had if you've had Becky that had the belt for over a year you don't really want Asuka taking the belt and losing it within six to eight weeks because that just makes her oh, shit, so especially, especially after they essentially had to burn the money in the bank this year yeah. as well for the women I'm a little bit annoyed about that because they obviously, they obviously planned that in that manner and it's just it, it does make him whatever, in fact I think I said this at the time i hate it when they waste one of the money in the bank contracts so if they do it where they win it and then cash it in the same night that's a complete waste of a year's worth of storyline There, because you lose you lose the possibility of the oh when they're going to cash it in it gives it loses that element of surprise that element of like anything can happen sort of thing which is like what keeps a lot of
3: people tuning in um because
1: Ooty's going to turn up at the Bright Swamp. <laughs> <laughs> I, he'll have a turkey leg in his hand or something, oh won't he? You know, like oh, Christ. Doing some steaks and weights in the shack in the middle of nowhere.
2: Oh, yeah! <laughs> it's,
1: it's when it, it's, it's when he it, it keeps going, that gets me every time. He <laughs> like, could, could do nothing else. Like, like he, he oh, genuinely do nothing else. As long as, as long as once an episode, you just see him walking by
2: in the background, going. Yes, they've been out for both to retain.
1: Okay. Matt, where are you going on this one? Pee-
3: <gasps->. So it's. Let me get right. So it's it. Uh... Bailey and Nikki Cross. Yep. And Asker and Sasha Banks. Mhm. I'm gonna go Bailey to retain, and
0: Sasha to win. So you think they're gonna get all the gold? I just think she's gonna get. They're gonna get all the gold.
3: And then that's going to create the tension because obviously at the moment, it's like Bailey's the champion and the tag champion. And therefore, Sasha is the lower class citizen in that pairing. And obviously, if she has a championship and it's the Raw championship, Mm -hmm. that's the kind of one as opposed to, and it's kind of, well, actually, I'm the better champion now. Um, and so then, that will create the tension. So then, does it like lead to a possible loss of, of a of the tag championships, and then you know a cost you know either a costing of a, a championship or a champion versus champion kind of thing in, at SummerSlam? But I think they'll they'll somehow create the tension by them both having the top the top prize I've just thought
1: of something else based on what you've said on the sense of because of Charlotte being out for a while, as we mentioned earlier on are they then going to drag out the Bailey and Sasha thing past SummerSlam so that that becomes more of a
3: Survivor Series time of year thing uh, Jesus, at at what point are they going to pull the trigger on us? We've been waiting, what, four years now? (laughs) <laughs> There's always a reason. There's always a reason not to, you know. Oh, like, I like, like, oh, can't do it because they needed this person to do that. Oh, we can't do it this time, you know. Like, I was like, last year I'm fine with it because you had Becky Lynch and it was Ronda Rousey. And, you know, <laughs> um, but you know, and that kind of took precedent over it, and it seemed to, it seemed, that to waste it in the past year. But now you've got the prime time where you've got, you've got no Charlotte, you've got no Becky. You know, Sasha Banks looked. I mean, her. We we kind of we talked about Great American Bash. Her match with Io Shirai was insane. That was one of the best matches of the over of the two nights. It was. I mean, Io Shirai is a star, but they both made each other look more than a million dollars. And you just think, you've got to pull the trigger on it at some time. You can't be like, well, keep it. Because ultimately, five, six, you know, six, seven years from when people first talked about it, people stopped giving a shit. And I think a lot of people on the verge, I'm like, if they don't do it now, if they don't pull it off for some time, then I'm like, oh, fine, then just let's let's give up and, and kind of leave, leave it. Because Well,
1: what, what if, though? Um, my thought process when you said about that was, so they give because you know they, they, you know that they love a first time ever and you know that they bloody love some sort of convoluted stipulation where like everything's a bit weird, which we'll get to in a second. What if Sasha does win? What if, if Bailey retains? So they have all four belts, but then they have some kind of weird tag team match. Or even three, like three team match at Summerslam, whereby it's like a two out of three, four. Match like, like when Jerick or belt or lost both belts, but when he yeah, had it, was, the it, was an, it was Angle won it. It was when um, was it? It was Angle. Angle had the Intercontinental and the European, and then was it Benoit and Jericho that won one each off him? Yeah, that, yes. that, that kind of stuff. But obviously, they've never done that with the women, and it certainly haven't done. That. Crap and still water um, certainly haven't done that with uh, certainly haven't done that with the women's division. So, you know, could they could they feasibly do that? Andy, we've we've gone in on the women's predictions. I feel like you you've heard a good portion of the story. Do you just want to bosh the the predictions? So, Bailey or Nikki for the SmackDown women's title?
0: I think. I've got a little something here I think that Sasha is going to help Bailey
1: okay so Bailey, Bailey to retain
0: in the hope that it's a you scratch my back I scratch your back situation
1: so you going Sasha to, to win the Okay.
2: Right. So you are down for Bailey and Sasha. Mhm. So Andy, I think I think you should watch the, this little particular segment back when you get a chance, uh, as you might be quite interested to hear what Stuart put as his predictions for this section.
0: Are we the same o- opposite? <laughs> no, very we
2: similar, are, we are. with a slightly different outcome
1: the same reasoning with a different end result so yeah
0: Uh-oh.
1: um so we, we we mentioned the fact that there could be the potential for some sort of hokey stipulation at, at summer slam let's get to the hokeyest stipulation of all time so in the last few weeks there's been a bit, a bit of bit well last few weeks last few like, month and a bit been there. Uh, been a bit of beef, if you like, between Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins after Seth Rollins and his buddies, to uh, quote a phrase, thank you, Kevin Owens, carved Rey Mysterio's eye into the corner of the steel steps. Mysterio then returned to win a tag team match with Kevin Owens, which allowed him to pick the stipulation for this weekend's match with Rollins. Now, you can only assume that this is going to be another cinematic style or have cinematic parts to it and there are heavy rumours that the ending is going to have to be CGI on the basis they've absolutely bumped themselves into a corner because the match is an eye for an eye match where the winner is the person that removes one of their opponent eyeballs what, what is going on what the actual fuck is this yeah. This is this is the horror show element. This is this is this will be the horror show Yeah, at Extreme Rules. It, it Oh it's gonna be a horror show
0: alright.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seems we're all in agreement there, boys.
2: Just <laughs> Right. Is anyone gonna be sat there thinking, Oh my god, they really love their craft. One of them has been willing to actually lose sight in one eye. To further this storyline. This is but amazing. Is it,
3: this is what pisses me off because Cornet will be sad going, Oh, I hate Orange Cassidy. Oh, look, he's making a mockery of what wrestling is. And then if you watched his match against Jericho last week, he can wrestle. he properly wrestle. It was a really good match. Just take but, your hands out of your pockets though. It's just stupid. It's just it, stupid I mean it, it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. But on the flip side of that, we're gonna have somebody have their eye ripped out. Now, you know, at this point, let's—we might as well just call it all off because that—that that is worse than someone wrestling with his hands in his pockets. Oh, big time! Yeah, yeah. I would rather—I would rather—I would rather watch, you know, Orange Cassidy take the piss than than watch someone have how- have their eye ripped
0: out, <laughs> you know. <laughs> how exactly are they going to continue on past the point that some... I'm, I'm holding the laptop, so it don't fall. But so someone has their eye ripped out. How are they going to continue past that point that person... You know, because it leans itself towards... Let's say, let's say, for example, it was, it was Ray Mysterio loses his eye, and then comes back three weeks later with a bionic eye. It's going to be something ridiculous. Like, oh yeah, um, we've spared no expense, and we've got um, the first ever bionic eye.
3: Buried Alive matches, you know, you kind of think, you think back to like the 80s and 90s with the Buried Alive and the, all that kind of matches, you know, you go, kind of, go oh God, they Buried Alive, but you kind of think, well, yeah, there's some kind of logistical reason to how you can get around that. Physically ripping somebody's eye out of their head, you can't, there's no turning back from that one, you know, so either, <laughs> either this is a Rey Mysterio retirement match, or something really fucking weird's going to go on with Seth for a bit.
1: Going on, he's gone on a long-term paternity leave to get his no, eyes fixed. They're finally going to ramp up the uh, the pirate gimmick that they missed at Wrestlemania would it have been canceled He's going to bring him back with a patch.
2: Yeah! Um,
1: no, I, again, I have a theory on this. but Didn't I mean, he was a been as, been, been as we're in the, uh, in the PG era still. Um, surely, Having somebody's eye ripped out is going to be a little bit hard to see. Yeah. I I can sleep out there. Um. I. I'm gonna go in for it. So I, I. think. Um. Seth Rollins is gonna win. Mainly because the guy then having his eye ripped out wears a mask.
2: Well, did you see this when he when he announced the match and stuff? Like that, he had the half have... Uh, and the, well, he we had the one side covered anyway, didn't he? So he had
1: like a he had like a letter from from the eye that was attacked previously. He already had like a
3: lens. Oh, guess what, though, folks! You can now buy those on WWE.coms. The, the store. Hey,
1: <laughs> the half and half or a Mysterio mask where one side is like sunglasses no, and the other no. side isn't.
3: Just the patch to stick over your eye.
2: Oh my I'm God! Really yeah, now. and just think, <laughs> like, what we'll do as well after the after the pay per view on Sunday, within within hours of it finishing, you'll be able to buy either a Ray Mysterio mask with blood trickling out of one side, or uh, some <laughs> or sort of, some, some sort of Seth Rollins uh, eye yeah. scoop thing that I don't fucking know. Oh,
1: Surely it'll be straight on WWE auction where you'll just be able to buy the detached retina. Yeah.
3: The eye in a presentation mask. In (laughs) a presentation box. (laughs) Well, Vinnie Mac never misses a marketing opportunity, does
1: he? So, no, I am am going with Rollins um, purely for the fact that they have hidden an eyeball for the last two or three weeks on TV anyway. You haven't seen that eye. So, essentially, if that eye then gets ripped out, have already kind of got the cover for it because i can't see it being rey mysterio's retirement match because the way things are going surely it's going to be dominic that does that yeah Uh, i mean who knows what eddie guerrero's paternity lawyers would have to say about the whole situation still these days but it's it's gonna it's gonna happen we are talking about this like it is the strangest stipulation ever on the basis that you know let's not forget that they uh gave away the custody of a child in a ladder match years back, so. I don't know, perfectly
2: logistical, <laughs> that happens all the time in Mexico, so,
1: you know. Well, this, this We were talking before about him being gone and it being Vince McMahon back, I asked sure if we've got the wrong Vince, because it feels all a little bit Russo at the
3: moment, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. Could you so, at the end, it rips, <laughs> rips a mask off. be <laughs> all on, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so who are
1: you going to go with to win, Matt?
3: I'm going to go Rollins. I just think, yeah, it's going to be that. Like you said, he can't... There's no explaining him. You know, he doesn't wear a mask. You can't hide it behind a mask. You can't kind of do something weird or something like that with him. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is what he is um, so yeah Mysterio you can hide it
0: behind there very nice mask Okie dokie, and Um, you touched on something that I was going to say about this um, I think that Dominic's going to come in and help out uh, I'm going for Rey Mysterio but I somehow think they're going to end the match with no one losing an eye even though it's heavily set up that they could easily just go oh Rey Mysterio lost an eye, let's move on I think that there's going to be some kind of it doesn't go quite that way but yeah, I think Dominic's coming down for this one Okay and Paul? Yeah, I'd
2: agree in that imagine there'll be some outside interference on both sides you'll get the disciples yeah. they'll get involved in in some way and then obviously that'll that'll bring you'd imagine dominica i was originally going to say that this was potentially where you would build the the dominic turn but well, i think i've said that every time mysterio's had a match for the last six months and it's already paid out so do I do I just stick to my guns and say it every time until it
3: happens so that I definitely get it right at some point? I don't, I don't. It happens eventually. It happens eventually. If you exactly. Video, it'll happen eventually, Randy. Yeah. But you'd like you. Like <laughs> juice, Like <laughs> juice, You'd imagine
2: that's going to be. You'd imagine that's going to be the payoff. Is that like the guy who retires Mysterio will be Dominic. And you'd, and you'd probably think that if they're going to try and pull it off, they'll try and pull that off at a WrestleMania, not at SummerSlam. So maybe it's a bit too early to sort of pull the trigger on that one at this point now. Um, and just for the sheer logistics of it, you'd imagine that if they are, are going to go through with the stipulation of you have to physically rip someone's fucking eyeball out of their head to win it, it's a lot easier for Rey Mysterio to uh, hide a fucking eyeball in his mask. That it is for uh, Seth Rollins to pull one
0: out of his fucking skin-tight liquid And Let's do that.
1: <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's going down for just, a Seth win. i are going down for Seth Rollins. Okay. One thing that we've not mentioned actually in the build-up to that is that this is the storyline where Alistair Black's been lurking in the background. And hasn't? He's kind of faded for want of a uh, you know, yeah. a better pun. But um, the only the only way that I I don't know like you say I don't know if Dominic will turn this early. If there's a turn coming, I think it'll be Alistair Black joining joining forces with uh, with Rollins because they kind of kept him on the down low for a little bit. But we shall see. I'm not I'm not going to stick that in. I'm just I'm I'm still still going for a for a straight Rollins win. I will I will fish for any extra points. Um, Which leads us to our final prediction of the evening. The main event WWE title match between Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Now, it's this is another match where it's actually like the the uh, Strum and Wyatt match where it's been built off a fairly long history between the two. Um, and a couple of weeks back, we actually got an interesting cameo as well from uh, the recently fired Heath Slater. Dolph has arrived on Raw as part of a trade from AJ Smiles uh, AJ Smiles AJ Styles <laughs> even going the uh, going the other way to Smackdown um, but Dolph immediately targeted his, his former championship winning tag team partner so there was a bit of a heated promo three weeks ago now possibly um, between McIntyre and Ziggler and McIntyre just lost it because I don't care what it is you pick it you pick the rules um, so Ziggler's now decided to keep that close to his chest until the night of the pay-per-view itself. Unless you believe some leaked advertising. Now, there is a there is a, another rumour floating around that this, well, could be, and Matt picked up on this earlier on, a TLC match between the two. Whether or not that, that's been leaked and they then have refilmed it just because that's how they are, um, we'll, we'll get to see, but... I'm not, I'm not going to go for, for picking a stipulation, but that is the kind of heavy rumour that I've, I've seen going around at the moment. So, Andy, do you want to lead us off on this? Is, is McIntyre keeping that WWE Championship, or is it going to go to Mr. Dolph Ziggler?
0: I think because it was such a big thing for him to win it when he did, it still probably feels a little too soon for him to lose it. And, in some ways, this doesn't feel like a big enough match for him to lose it at. It it feels like it needs to be like a bigger stage, because of how, how big it was when he won. Um, so I'm going for a retain on this one. Okay,
2: we've got you now for Drew. Paul? Yeah, I'm in a similar sort of vein on that one. It's... If I'm being honest, when I, when I first saw that they were having the match, I I, I kind of was like, why have they just put them two together? They, they, they don't have any sort of backstory. Because I've literally completely forgotten that when McIntyre re-debuted on Raw, it was Ziggler that brought him up, wasn't it? As his, as his muscle. Yep. Yep. Um, so I've completely forgotten about that. Um, yeah, unfortunately for Ziggler, he's always that sort of guy that they just he's a sort of like the utility player and he? he's the guy they sort of slot in when they need someone to put together like a decent match um, and whilst I whilst I certainly wouldn't be against the idea of him getting on the run with the championship I, I don't think it's, it's happening at this particular time um, it's just what what does this set up moving forward it just it just it just seems like I know they've got another a bit of issues about that, but this this just feels like another one of those sort of throwaway matches for me. It's like okay, so we've got to, we've got to do something so that he's defended the belt within nine, I think within thirty days or whatever that stipulation that they put on themselves and so it so it doesn't get stripped of it when it suits. Uh, it just it just feels like a bit of a nonsense. <laughs>
1: It's it's the it's the one that they, uh, the the rule that they bring in when they need to get a title off somebody that's decided to go home for their own health and safety.
2: Yeah.
1: Shout, shout out Sammy Z. Um <laughs> So, so you, you go for Drew then, yeah? Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Matt. Yeah, Drew as well. I just I don't know. Like you said, Dolph's the excellent worker that gets a great match out of it and but we all go home going, ah, you know, maybe next time. Um, And uh, it's just... I just think Drew McIntyre's going to lose it. He's either going to lose it to somebody... I suppose I'm about to say He's going to lose it to somebody weird, and then Dolph Ziggler would be kind of in that category. (laughs) But, But, yeah, just something... I don't know, I think this is going to be something a bit more... I think when he loses it for the first time, it's going to be in a kind of way that turns him into like a mega face. So it's going to be like a real kind of dodgy loss. Someone screws him really kind of badly for it, and then he's going to have to chase it to get it back. And I just don't think Ziggler's not not got a... A stablemate or something like that. That they, unless they're pulling the Drake Maverick with the uh, Heath Slater and um, something like that goes on. But I just can't see it. Not, not at, not at this pay per view. It's not a. You know, the, obviously, like the problems are. You know, keep on saying it. How many people are watching at the moment? How many people are going to watch this um, pay per view for them to kind of for them to drop the title to to someone like Ziggler or something like that. Uh, so yeah Drew McIntyre yeah. yeah I've
1: got you down for Drew I am well, I'm also going for Drew just to round out the uh, predictions I have I have again seen some very strange fan theories over the last week or so uh, none stranger than the potential return of Mr Money in the Bank Otis and basically Ziggler winning from McIntyre and then an Otis cash in on Ziggler Oh, that yeah, was, I had, I had seen that one, yeah. A bit bit of an odd one, but, um, I mean, they're, they're not adverse to a convoluted kind of way around things, but I can't see that, do that one. Yeah. good. I'd like that. But then, it brings, that would bring Otis from Smackdown to Raw as well, so there's the whole, I don't know, it just feels like there's a bit too much to, to get past on that, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Drew. I'm I've been very impressed with his whole run at the moment. I feel like, like you said, Paul, about Ziggler is that utility guy. He's got a good match in him. He's, even though it's not been for a long time, they will mention the fact that he is a former world champion. So they'll, they'll they'll build up his credentials, and it just makes it another kind of solid notch on the belt for, for Drew. I think. I think it's a yeah. You know, he's 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 been a constant, and he he's not. Ziggler's one of them people who very rarely injured, very rarely get a bad match from, and it's it's just let like say a solid a solid one on the resume if you like. Right. So that brings us to the the end of uh, of the predictions for the horror show at Extreme Rules. I um, suppose you'll have to uh, tune in tune in next time to see see who has had the horror show when it comes to the uh, prediction. Uh, <laughs> As, as per usual, obviously, you know, leave us your comments below. If you want to get involved in the predictions, feel free to, to leave us a comment, drop us a message. Um, has anyone got any other business for tonight? Anyone want to see anything pop up they want to get in? No? We're all good. Right, well, I thank you very absolutely. much, James. You got- what was that Matt?
3: There was. There was so I had something and I've completely forgotten what it was um. <laughs> you'll, you'll remember it the the, the
1: second we, we start won't you so, but yeah th- thanks gents for, for uh, joining us and uh, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the festivities and uh, try not to pull your eye out over the weekend
0: <laughs> yeah
1: I suppose it's one of the ones where you can keep an eye out for the results and ah. You need to, put us, you need to yeah, cut us
0: off. I should have had it cut halfway through that sentence. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. Put it off
2: like the diseased eye that it's become. I'm
0: I'm ending this. Yeah. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Thank you. So there you go. What do you think to that? The predictions are in. And we have a new champion for the predictions championship belt. Well, congratulations for stew to Stu for being the uh, current champion. Uh, I'm sure your reign will not last. YouTube watchers, do subscribe, like, share, click for notifications. Let uh, let other people know. Uh, podcasts grow with through the uh, word of mouth. So uh, even if you tell one person, that's one more person. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com. Check us out over there. Send us some love, whether it's social media or or email. Um, We appreciate all the love we can get. So that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.